Hey y'all, welcome to Unapologetic Faith. I'm your host, Sonya Taylor. I'm a wife, mom, registered nurse, and transformational life coach. After getting serious about my walk with Christ, I had this overwhelming feeling to share the word of God, but not only to share it, but to explain it in my own unique way where people could actually relate to it because that was once my struggle. What I did not expect was to get a little opposition when I started sharing my faith. But for me, that just kind of added fuel to my fire. As a result, I have gotten more bolder and more confident and fearless about sharing my faith. If you have a desire to grow your relationship with God, understand his word, and be bold and confident and fearless in your walk with Christ, Unapologetic Faith has you covered. Let's get started. Hey, this is Sonia, and you're listening to the Unapologetic Faith Podcast. On this week's episode, it's titled don't look back and I just wanted to share with someone um, the revelation that God gave me when I was reading um, this particular story about um, Abraham and Lot's and Lot's wife and so if you don't know the story I'm just going to share just a little bit and about it so Abraham God told Abraham to leave his relatives his native country and go to a place that he will show him well his lot nephew went with him and so um lot and abraham were both very wealthy they had all these herdmen's and um servants and animals and so the area that they were in it just his herdsmen and Lot's herdsmen and Abraham's herdsmen, they got into it. And so Abraham was like, okay, this is, we, we just need to part ways. You go this way and I'll go that way. Or you go that way and I'll go this way. And so Lot chose his plot of land, but he chose the land that was next to a very sinful city. And because that city was so sinful, God was like, hey, I'm going to d- destroy that city and I guess, you know, Lot lived in such close proximity to it. They had to leave their home, too, because they didn't live in Sodom and Gomorrah. They lived, like, right near it. But it was close enough. They was close enough to the sin. Um, and I hope somebody catches that. But anyways, God sends two angels to tell Lot and his family, hey, y'all need to get out of this city because God is going to destroy it. And just to tell you how wicked it was, there were uh, some people that came to Lot's house saying that they saw the two men that came to visit. And it was like, send them out now because we want to have sex with them. And in the Bible, it says that it was older men and young men that came. So it's crazy. That's just how sinful and wicked um, this city was. And so the angels told um, Lot and his wife, hey, you need to get all your family members together and we need to get up out of here. And so Lot um, didn't really want to leave. And so basically um, the angels grabbed him by the hand and they kind of forced them to like leave, leave. And they were told not to look back but lot's wife looked back and that brings me to the scripture 
um, Genesis 19, 26, it says, but Lot's wife looked back as she was following behind him and she turned into a pillar of salt. Okay, let me just unpack this a little bit. So I was looking at this and I was like, she turned into a pillar of salt. And well, before I before I discuss that, I just want to say that God told her what to do directly the bible tells us the same thing it tells us what to do either indirectly or directly well she got told she was told what to do directly given specific instructions don't look back and she was disobedient and i just want to say if anybody has any hang-ups with that word disobedient i hope this is the time that you discover now that obedience is not for god it's for us but because she was disobedient she lost her life and so i was looking at the word pillar and pillar um when i looked it up it says that it is is it is a structure that holds something in place and so if you hold something in place then that means it doesn't move and instantly i was thinking wait a minute we walk by faith you can't walk by faith if you stuck if you looking back or if you go back, you're going to stay stuck. So that's essentially what God was trying to tell me. If you look back at your life, then you you will go back and you're going to get stuck. And then if you um, go to Luke 17, 32 through 33, verses 32 to 33, Jesus says, remember what happened to Lot's wife. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. And if you let your life go, you will save it. And so we tend to cling to the life, you know, and and it's hard. But this is, I hope, encouragement not to look back at what your life was and to keep moving forward with faith. And it may be tempting um, to look back you know, or to go back to certain friendships or relationships or even an old job or even a place um, if you moved, if God asks you to move, because we are, are okay when we stay in our comfort zones. And I think that's one of the reasons why God told um, Abraham to leave. Like nothing God asked us to do and I, I want to help somebody to figure that out really quickly is that it's never going to be in your comfort zone. It's always going to be something that's going to be outside of your comfort zone. So leaving something that's familiar to you, the people, places, um, jobs, relationships that are not familiar, that's what God does. And so Jesus said, if you cling to that life, then you're going to lose it. And I just want to say Lot was wealthy and I'm pretty sure his wife looked back and plus they had lived there and the Bible doesn't tell us how long, but I'm pretty sure they had memories. They had, um, you know, um, what they thought was a, a good life there and it was interrupted And so her looking back symbolizes us looking back on 
um, what we may lose or what we what we think we're losing. Also, Jesus said in Matthew five thirteen, he says, you are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it if it's lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled trampled underfoot as worthless. So essentially, um, Jesus is saying that we are the salt of the earth. And how can you be the salt of the earth if you stuck, if you're not moving? You cannot look back and move forward with God at the same time. That is, I think, what um, Jesus and what that particular verse was teaching us um, at that time. And I can tell you from my experience, um, I can't speak for anyone else, but for me, it was difficult in the beginning when I decided to take my relationship with God and my faith journey serious. Um, it it can also be tempting not to only look back, but to go back to something that God has delivered you from. And that could be a friendship, a relationship, an old job. Or if God told you to move, it may be tempting to move back. Um, let's just keep it all the way real, real. When you are on this journey, it can be lonely and it can get hard. And the enemy knows our weaknesses and one of his tactics is to distract us. So how does he do that? He does that by making you feel like you're missing out on something or someone. And he can have you reminiscing about the good times you had. It can be good times with an ex. It can be good times with an old friend. Um, the money you were making um, at a job. Um, if, it's, if it was better than the one that you're at now. Hey, if you're a new believer and you just don't know where to start studying your Bible, listen, I got you covered. I created a really simple and easy to understand Bible study guide. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes to download it. Enter your name and email address. It's just that simple. Please don't miss out. Um, download your free study guide today. And I just want to say that for me, it has been tempting to go back to um, travel nursing. I, I made pretty good money as a travel nurse. And right now, I'm just telling y'all my business, but <laughs> right now, um, what I make in two weeks, you know, I've made in one week. It may be a little bit more now. But um, when I first started at the job that I have now, I definitely was making um, less. But it was the God, it was the job that I had prayed and asked God for, and the job that didn't come with the pay, but it came with peace. And I can say that you know I did make make more money as a travel nurse, but I didn't have any peace. I didn't have any joy. You know, I was full of anxiety um, and I was just always tired and now I have peace and I'm, I'll say this, it's not perfect, but it's peaceful. You know, my life is more peaceful. I still have, um, there's still some minor issues, but nothing compared to what I was dealing with when I was um, traveling. Um, and I'll, I'll just say this, that it got really bad that I didn't even want to be a nurse anymore I was looking at Chick-fil-a <laughs> um seriously I was like at least I'll get my Sundays off 
Um, but yeah, uh, eight hour shifts. Yes, um, I really was um, seriously contemplating um, going to work at Chick-fil-A um, at one point um, because this is how bad it had gotten for me. And um, I realized it wasn't um, nursing that I hated. It was the environment that I was in. It was and I'll I'll say this, too. I was not. I was chasing money, but I was not chasing God. And now I'm chasing God. And I just want to say this, that now I I make more money than I do did traveling. And that's within the span of three and a half years that I decided to um, follow God. Um, my pay is actually um, way more. Now, I get taxed <laughs> a lot, but... My pay has essentially gone up way more than what it was than when I was traveling. And so, well, you know, you make more money then you pay more taxes, but it's still better than me traveling because I was away from my family and um, it was just hard. And, you know, it has been tempting for me to look back at um, friendships um, that I had I no longer um, am friends with certain people and it's not necessarily because they were bad people um, I just think that God heard certain conversations and I think that he knew that had I kept certain friendships that um, it would keep me in my comfort zone and I would not grow and so if you're listening to this um Sometimes your friends are not necessarily bad people, but they can help. They can hinder you from doing what God has called you to do. And that can keep you stuck. And remember the enemy, that is his sole plan is for you not to do what God has purposed you um, to do on this earth. Because he knows that if you walk in your purpose, then that's going to bring more people closer to God. And he doesn't want that. He wants everybody to stay stuck and stagnant. And so I just want to encourage um, anyone right now that don't don't look back. Continue um, on this journey. I know that it can be rough. I know that it can be hard at times. And it. I can just go ahead and tell you that everything is not going to look the way you want it to look, but um, it's so worth it. The peace and the joy that I have now cannot compare to how my life was before. I did not have any peace. I wasn't experiencing real joy. And when I say real joy, I'm talking about joy that is not attached to anything or anyone. It's not attached to tangible things. You can be, I can be driving down the street and just listening to my worship music or just having a thought and I, I feel joy and nothing can compare to that. And also, um, what I learned is, is that you can chase money, um, but you're never going to be fulfilled. Chase God and you will get the, you will get fulfilled. And it's a different feeling when you feel, um, a sense of fulfillment. And it doesn't necessarily mean that fulfillment is going to be easy, but it's definitely worth 
worth it than the other option, <laughs> you know. So, um, following Christ won't always be easy, but it is definitely worth it. And I just don't, whatever you do, don't look back. Don't try to hold on to your life, your money, your possessions, your job, whatever it is. Let it go. Let go and let God. <laughs> and in the end, it will benefit you and you'll, you'll start to see um, the fruits of what God has told you to do. And like I said, if there is all the obedience is always going to benefit you and not only benefit you, but benefit also the people that are assigned to you and or that are attached to you. And I just want to say this um, because Lot's wife um, disobeyed, she not only lost her life, but I think that she kind of changed the dynamics and the trajectory trajectory of her family because had she been there I don't think that Lot's two daughters would have gotten him drunk and slept with him so that they could have a baby because they were like there are no men here how are we um gonna you know carry on our family name or um our family um family line yeah, they they got their father drunk and they slept with him so that they could get pregnant and have children. And that is not right. And when you see something like that in the Bible, those things are things that are prescribed. No, those are things that are described, not prescribed. So you want to. You don't want to do the things that are described because they're not going to work out for you. But you do want to do the things that are prescribed. And so, um, yes, um, that when I first read that, that I was in shock. I was like, oh, my God, incest. But I have heard of incest being in the Bible. But I don't think that they would have done that had she not looked back. And then as I was reading the story, Lot had told their, they had fiancés. Lot had told their fiancés that they needed to um, leave the city. But they just thought he was joking around. And so that says something about Lot's, you know, a little bit about his character that they didn't really take him seriously or believe him. Um, because they chose to stay and they thought that he was, he was joking. So they didn't even think he was that reliable. So, so this, um, I pray that this really helps somebody. Um, yeah, don't, don't look back. I'm telling you, there's nothing. Thank you guys for listening to the this episode and I will see you guys next week. Bye.